Welcome to the Right Division Network Podcast, a production of Grace Family Bible Church in Buffalo, New York. I'm your host, Pastor Scott Morton. And we'd like to thank you once again for joining us as we study God's Word, Rightly Divided. We're going to be continuing today going through the book of 1 Thessalonians. And we've been here in chapter number 4, looking at verse number 8, which says, He therefore that despiseth, despiseth not man, but God, who hath also given unto us his Holy Spirit. And so we've been looking at... Over the last, say, three or four episodes, some issues related to the Spirit and what it is that the Scriptures actually say about this part of the Godhead and contrasting that with the issues of that where individuals who fail to understand what the Word of God actually says the struggles that they have with actually understanding that one, the Spirit is part of the Godhead, and two, exactly what the Spirit actually does according to what the Word of God actually says. And we're actually going to conclude our look at the Spirit today And we're going to be looking at some of the issues of how it is that the Spirit actually functioned during the Lord Jesus Christ's earthly ministry and how you see the Spirit actually involved in many different parts of as the Lord Jesus Christ was going about that you see the Spirit's role and the Spirit being mentioned over and over again. thing, And it goes all the way back to the conception of the Lord Jesus Christ. If we go, Let's start here in Matthew chapter number 1. And we're going to see what it is that Matthew actually says here. And let's read in Matthew chapter number 1. Let's read verse number 18. Which says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Now let's skip down, we'll read verse number 20 here of chapter 1 as well, which says, But while he thought on these things, Behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. So we see how the Spirit, the Holy Ghost, is involved in, in the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ here on earth from the very beginning going all the way back to the conception of him and how you know it describes that you know the child in Mary the Lord Jesus Christ was there conceived by the Holy Ghost 
And, you know, these are things that individuals really struggle to have an understanding of and don't even, you know, almost in a way don't want to know that this is what is going on in these things. Now, just as we see the Spirit there at his conception, we see the Spirit there at the very beginning of his ministry to the nation of Israel. Let's turn a, a couple chapters over here. Let's turn to chapter number 3 to where we're going to see the Lord Jesus Christ being baptized by John, that baptism occurring in order for him to fulfill all righteousness, to be identified as a priest, which is part of what Israel's program is all about, how they are to be that kingdom of priests and a holy nation. So it was a requirement for him to actually be participating in this. And that's why you see in Matthew 3, verse 15, that he's saying that he had to fulfill all righteousness. So identifying that that was the case. But let's pick up here at verse number 16 where the baptism is actually occurring here. It says, And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. So, at the very beginning of his ministry, we see the entire Godhead being involved in this, you know, really identifying him for anybody that was there to know exactly what was going on. You have God the Father speaking from heaven you have God the son actually there being baptized and you have God the spirit coming down as a dove lighting upon him and that's the anointing that's going to occur again identifying him as that priest in that role for the nation of Israel you know And all of these things that we see in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are all related to Israel's program and how it was that they were to understand exactly what was being done, understanding that the kingdom was being offered to them at that time. Now let's turn over to Luke chapter number 4. And we're going to see... Here in Luke, an issue of you know something that is true that goes on at various points throughout his ministry as he's doing things here. And here in Luke chapter number 4, let's read verse number 1. It says, And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan, and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. So we see this description here of you know 
And if we had been in Matthew, this would have been the very next thing that was recorded right after the baptism. That right after these events are happening, that the Spirit leads him into the wilderness for this next event that happens. And this is the event of where he's in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. And then Satan comes and tempts him, using, you know, and it becomes a battle of what it is that the Word of God actually says. So that way the Lord Jesus Christ can succeed in all of the places where Adam fell. You know, and that's always when we talk about Satan and what it is that he does, you know, individuals have this weird <clears throat> conception of that they think that Satan just leads people into doing all of the wrong things. You know, leads people into going into bars and getting drunk. Leads, you know, individuals into, you know, strip clubs or, you know, all these other different places that's not where Satan is functioning. Satan is functioning, questioning the things of the Word of God, leading people farther and farther away from what the truth of the Word of God actually says. And that's where this temptation that's occurring here says this, and how he's led of the Spirit to participate in this. And the things that are going on that we have recorded in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John that demonstrate who he is, that demonstrate the truth of some things related to Israel, so that way they can understand the offer of the kingdom that's being made. All of these things are involved the Godhead, you know, being involved in it, the Spirit's role was to lead him into these things. Now we see, if we turn, you know, just go down a little bit farther here, we'll see how there's something else that's associated with it. Let's, you know, read now verse number 14 of Luke chapter number 4 and says, and Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee, and there went out a fame of him throughout all the region round about. So we see that not only is it the Spirit leading in this case, it's the Spirit also is using the power to do things. We see how, you know, we just skip down a couple more verses here. We'll see, you know, this being referenced again. We'll pick up here verse number 16. It says, And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found a place where it was written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to do, preach deliverance to the captives, and re, 
covering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book, and he gave it again to the minister, and sat down, and the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened upon him. And he began to say unto them, This day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. So we see how he goes back into the scriptures. So he goes back into the book of Isaiah. Now, if you want to know where it is that he's reading from, he's reading from Isaiah chapter 61, and he's reading the first two verses here. But you see how he's identifying the fact that the Spirit is upon him. So he's, you know, just like it said, you know, in some of these other passages, you know, that he's been filled with Spirit. He has the power of the Spirit as he's ministering. And these things are said for them, so that way they would not have had any excuse to be rejecting what was going on because they should have been able to identify the fact that when the Spirit is there, think that it's God who is working here. You know, the problem that the nation had was that they over and over again rejected these things. They rejected this understanding. They rejected who he was. They rejected the ministry of the Spirit, even though they were physically witnessing these miracles, witnessing these events, they were rejecting all this. They were rejecting that power that was being demonstrated here. Now let's go over to the Gospel of John now. We'll go to John chapter number 15 here. We're going to see something else that's recorded here in the Gospel of John. So John chapter number 15. And we're going to read here something that the Lord Jesus Christ is saying about the spirit that's going to be coming, that's going to be ministering unto them here. We're going to read verses 26 and 27 of John chapter number 15. It says, But when the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceedeth from the Father, he shall testify of me, and he also shall bear witness, because ye have been with me from the beginning. So, we see how, you know, in in John, you see in your know, chapters 14, 15, and 16, really keep bringing up this issue of where the Lord Jesus Christ is talking about the Spirit. You know, the, you see how he calls the Spirit here the Comforter, you know, the individual who's going to come, that's going to be after the Lord Jesus Christ is gone which is what we see with the ascension that happens, that it's going to be the Spirit that's going to be ministering unto them. 
And it's going to be the spirit that's going to be offering the kingdom to the nation as a whole. And as part of that offer of the kingdom, what is going to be associated with that is the fact that the spirit is going to be, as it says here, the spirit will be testifying of him. And the spirit has to testify of him because when you look at what the salvation message was for the nation of Israel, that salvation message is the fact that he was the Christ, the Messiah, the one that had been promised to come unto them. And they had to believe that he was the Christ. That's why you see that message of being preached that, you know, he is the son of God. You know, that's their gospel. Now, if somebody just puts their trust in that today, that's not what would provide salvation to someone today. The only gospel message that actually provides salvation today is what's written over in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verses 1 through 4 and how Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures that he was buried and that he rose again on the third day according to the scriptures and when someone puts their trust in that they're immediately saved they're sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. That way, they can't lose their salvation. And it's, and it's not just enough to be saying, well, I believe in the death, burial, and resurrection as some sort of historical fact. You know, the individual has to believe that Christ died for their sins according to the Scriptures. That is what provides that salvation and it's you know if we went through what the spirit does for us we would see how you know all of these things that are being referenced you know none of this is you know part of it because we have different things you know the spirit seals us the spirit baptizes you know there's different things that happen and all those things happen the very moment that we believe you know, the Spirit communicates with us, teaching us the things of the Word of God. You know, and it's a very different ministry from when you look in the Gospels in the early part of the book of Acts, that the whole issue was that, you know, they didn't have to study, they didn't have to worry about things because the Spirit would just give them the words that they needed. So they would just be able to immediately be able to stand up and preach and not have to worry about it. We have to study. We have to take this information and in. we have to have the Spirit communicating with us to be able to teach us the things of what's going on. We see if we go over to Romans chapter number 8, we're going to see Another thing here 
that the scriptures identify about what it is that happened with the Lord Jesus Christ in his ministry here. And Paul's going to record for us here in Romans chapter 8. Let's read here verse number 11. It says, But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Jesus from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. So what we see, and as we've looked at these passages today, we've seen how the spirit was involved in the Lord Jesus Christ's life here, starting from his conception and goes all the way through to the resurrection because the Apostle Paul records here that it was the, you know, the Spirit that raised the Lord Jesus Christ from the dead. Now, you can see how the Spirit's also involved in his ministry for those 40 days prior to his ascension. And what we have is the Spirit playing this role, demonstrating these things, all of it tied in with exactly what the ministry had been planned related to the nation of Israel trying to get them to be able to accept that offer of the kingdom that was being made. And we stress these things because that gospel of the kingdom, that is not what is applying to us today. And, that, and no matter how many times people try to use those ideas of the kingdom and sometimes use it in what might seem to be innocent times you know for example here in, in the buffalo area you know there's a theme park and every year they have this big event that goes on there and it's called kingdom bound and it's this you know Christian event with all this you know, Christian music and different Christian events happening there with it, you know, and it's this thing where, you know, here's a place for individuals to go to demonstrate their faith but the name that they give to it is Kingdom Bound because individuals think that they're going to be part of the kingdom and they think that because they try to apply Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John to their lives rather than having that understanding that you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John apply to the nation of Israel and you know, the only things that apply to us directly are the books of Romans through Philemon. Over in John, in John chapter number 4, you get that very clear point that shows that when the Lord Jesus Christ says, salvation is of the Jews. When he sends the apostles out, it's, he tells them to 
go only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. He tells them to not go unto the Gentiles. The only time we see the Gentiles start to be worked with is through the ministry of the Apostle Paul. And you know that unique ministry that has been given unto him and why it is that we've been studying for a long period of time speaking about the things of what it is that First Thessalonians speaks about because that is a book that applies to us, the members of the body of Christ today. Now, next week we're actually going to start verse number 9 of First Thessalonians chapter number 4. So, as we close here, I'd like to remind everyone of our website, which is www.gracefamilybiblechurch.org. And on our website, we have a number of study articles. We have some audio files of previous messages. We have information about how to join our Sunday service in our Wednesday night Bible study live as they're broadcast on Facebook. And as always, if you have any questions or comments, but anything in our broadcast, anything that you read on our website, we would love to hear from each and every one of you. And until next time, keep fighting that good fight of faith, preaching this message to this lost and dying world.